And welcome to another fabulous episode of Retrovaniacs. As always, I'm Jeremy Parmentier here with Billy Holiday. Hello. And Jeremy Gregory. Hey, guys. And, uh, and I need to apologize that we're late uh, another week. I was hoping to have this episode out last week, but I had some personal issues. I had to take one of my children to the hospital last weekend, so I apologize. We have a plan in place to avoid future delays uh, that I don't want to explain yet, but it will be fill-in episodes that at least uh, maybe can cover a bunch of games we don't figure fit into a full episode. But before we get worried about anything else, what have you been playing since our last episode, Billy? Well, I, I've I've continued my tear this year. I've completed eight games so far this year, which is about seven more than last year. I, I played through Transistor on the PS4, uh, which was one of those I, I, I caught cheap a while back. Uh, played through a little bit, enjoyed it, uh, but like most things in my life that I enjoyed doing, I suddenly could no longer find enjoyment in, and I, I dropped out of it. And it sat there for a while, but I picked it back up uh, earlier in the week. And not a lengthy game. I, I played through it. That's uh, uh, I won't spoil anything because it's not a, it's not an old game by any stretch. So there may still be people wanting to play through it. Did not care for that ending at all. Uh, it's one of the worst in, worst endings I've seen in a while. Uh, still didn't detract from the fact it was a good game. Uh, finished up Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Uh, which I was was saying last episode, I didn't quite see you know the the kind of harsh criticism it got when it came out. I played through it; it's it's perfectly fine. Um, still prefer the first one. I don't think this one really did enough uh, new stuff. Uh, it's kind of just a rehash, but but that's all right. Uh, however, I've I've done something foolish. I, I got an RPG itch. And, and I was just cycling through, you know, I was on the Switch and the store, kind of seeing what they had to offer. I was looking through, you know, what I might have on the, the PS4 uh, that I've, I've picked up in the past that I, I haven't finished yet. Uh, but, but then I decided that uh, there's no need picking up anything new because I've, I've got Lost Odyssey uh, on, the, on the Xbox One. Uh, it's, it's backward compatible on there. So I'm, I'm picking it back up again. I'm starting over from the beginning. Uh, I, I played through it and put a lot of hours in uh, years ago uh, when it first came out for the 360. And at that time, I was kind of trying to rush through and didn't really grind it out probably as much as I should have. So I ended up in an area with uh, very underleveled characters, not a lot of good equipment, not many items, and saved at a point to where I could not venture back. Uh, to improve my, my standings on there. So I was kind of just stuck and just got kind of dejected, put it away. But I got it back out now. And uh, maybe, I don't know, with the, the amount of time I get to play games most days, maybe in a few years I will be telling you guys how awesome of a game it is and how I completed it. But uh, that's that's a ways off. I loved that game. And, it, and I did almost yeah. the exact same thing. I got stuck mm. at a certain point. The story in that game is... Uh, I mean, it's it's good. It's not amazing, but it's good. But there are definitely parts where the story forces you into an area that you can't leave. Mm-hmm. And and I know exactly where I think you were stuck. But uh, but I got stuck uh, in a point later on where you're kind of just on this long walkway that goes on forever, mm-hmm. and you have to to fight some bosses and you have to fight some pretty tough enemies. And I had been forced to use a, a number of characters I hadn't really been using. So everyone was way too weak. Mm-hmm. And, and while I could probably you know stay right by the save point and do a handful of fights and come back. I just decided, forget that, put it on the side. I did the same thing you did. Then came back to it like a year later and just plowed through it, but spent a lot of time in each area and really, really took yeah. my time so that I could level up and made sure I played with everybody. And and it was uh, one of my, I mean, there's not that many RPGs on the, the 360 that we're mentioning, but that one mm-hmm. is, is hands down one of the best. So good choice. Mm-hmm. Well, all I've been playing is Monster Hunter, uh, but thankfully, I've gotten to the end of what the story is in, in Monster Hunter. Now, I'm just, just doing the daily quests, essentially, if I even feel like doing that. And and being busy with my son being in the hospital and everything else, I, I stopped playing it for a couple days and realized I don't need to do the dailies every day. That's a waste of my time. So I've taken all that extra time, and I've gone back to an older game. I, I bought a copy of Beautiful Joe uh, on mm. eBay, which is dumb mm. because I actually sold a copy of Beautiful Joe on eBay for <laughs> less than I bought it for this time uh, when I was really worried about money a couple years ago. But I, I had never finished this game. I don't know why it never hit me before. I think 
I hate to blame it that I had the GameCube version, and I, I just didn't wasn't a fan of the GameCube controller. But on PS2, I'm I'm plowing through it. It's a good fun time. I enjoy it immensely, and at least it's not me talking about Monster Hunter again. So, Jeremy, I'm very excited that you finished Dark Souls Three. I, I did I, my long road of just being continually fisted by Dark Souls Three for like the last two months is over. I did everything except one optional area, and I'm pretty sure that is the area that everyone was wanting me to do that was talking to me about the game. Uh, it's it's called Arch Dragon Peak. I don't think that's a big spoiler. I don't fucking know. If it is, you can <laughs> edit that out or something. But it's uh, it's supposed to be the hardest area, the hardest boss in the entire series. Oh, that son of a bitch. Yeah, that guy ran me off Dark Souls 3. Uh, that's the wise move. Uh, don't bother with that one. If I ever go back, I'm not messing with it. I'm, I, I just, it's not going to happen. I don't think. Yeah, I, I finished everything else. I did the, all the other optional areas and made it. It, it didn't seem like there was like a, a point, maybe like three fourths of the way through that. I was kind of like, Oh man, this is like the hardest fucking thing I've done. And mm. then for some reason after that, I just kind of just blew through the rest of the game. There was, mm. One last, uh, the second to the last boss. Uh, he kind of tripped me up here and there, but uh, pretty smooth sailing for the for the rest of it. But man, that game, it just, I don't know if it was just the way I was going, but it just seemed like it just would not end. Like it just went and went and went. <laughs> I was just like, please, please let this end. I, I'm having fun, but it's just like, I, I've kind I kind of know what's going on. I've I've had my fill of Dark Souls three after like the twenty hour mark, and mm. then it went on for like ten more hours. So it's like, oh, Christ! But yeah, I, I really enjoyed. it. I'm glad I played through it. Uh, I'm definitely gonna hit up the uh, the remaster of Dark Souls uh, when that comes out here next month on PS4. Uh, just got delayed, I think, for the Switch, which kind of yeah, sucks. The, the later in the summer. Yeah, so I was actually gonna pick it up on Switch, but I, mm-hmm. I think I'll end up getting it on PS4 now. Just to I remember that game being a much shorter <laughs> game than what Dark Souls 3 is. And so I, I think I'll have a lot more patience to kind of just sit down and, and play that. But yeah, like, I'm glad it's over. But I, And I had a lot of fun with it. I would recommend Dark Souls 3 to, to anyone that just really hates themselves and just wants to put themselves through the worst video game difficulty that they could possibly deal with. Because, mm. man, it's something sometimes. Well, hopefully... The game we're going to discuss this episode doesn't have the same summary at the end that you just gave Dark Souls 3. (laughs) Subterranea for the Genesis. I knew nothing about this game. I haven't heard of it. I haven't seen it in the in the video store when I was a kid. Uh, I went into this one completely blind. Yeah, I, I remember seeing it in the video store. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of those weird Genesis games, of course, that it wasn't on Super NES. And it just kind of had like a weird look to it. Just going by the, by the back of the box, like it looked kind of neat. But I was I wasn't really sure what exactly the game was and i didn't want to risk any money on it well the box itself looks a little weird uh as far as the the you know it just kind of looks like some computer generated art and then even when you start the game it has some cinematics i suppose which for the time probably look really cool digitized images that look pretty cool but now they look real hokey uh and it Mm. you know kind of very standard you just see like a some sort of base explode and like you know like a guy's hand pulls an alarm all this other like it it's fine but there's nothing that defines what the game's about and then all the the pictures of the game in the back of the box itself it just looks like a, a regular top down shooter almost like an asteroids or uh, something you know obviously a lot more dressed up than that but that sort of space shooter where it's it's top down you it looks like you go on all directions you know I, I didn't look like anything i needed to play but it's one of those games that when i was trying to to look up games 
as I've said many times throughout the show, I'm, I'm much more of a TurboGrafx guy. I missed the Genesis almost completely. So I was trying mm-hmm. to find these games on Genesis I, I never played to see if they're good. And this came up on a lot of people's list as like hidden gems on the Genesis. So I wanted to give it a shot. And, I, and I'm glad we did because it is definitely different than it looks on the box. And, and I don't know if, if a lot of people skipped it because of the same reasons we just listed. But I think, I, I think they may have missed out because this one's pretty neat. Yeah, just I I never really remembered seeing any coverage for it whatsoever. It was mm-hmm. just definitely one of those games that it hit the video store or the you know Toys R Us shelves, and that was it. You know, not sight unseen. You just like, well, here's this game called Subterranea. It looks weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So that's really what kept me from from trying it out. But man, I'm glad I'm glad we finally did thirty years later because it's actually pretty decent. Yeah, and if I had seen this one, I, I probably wouldn't have been interested. Uh, there's a lot of a lot. It's it's not quite when, when we get into it, we'll find out. But it had a lot of uh, from when when I looked at uh, online, you know, the box art and the the back of it and whatnot, and just a brief little snippets about what it's about. It, it it sounds like a space shooter, and I wasn't a big on space shooter, so without any further knowledge about the game, I probably just would have passed this one right up. And and it makes sense because it's not really a space shooter i mean i guess mm-hmm, if you're gonna mm-hmm. hammer it into a to a, a genre people know that's what you'd say it is but it's it's almost a, a more mission based uh it, it's almost i don't want to say a simulator but but it's far more about controlling your ship and managing fuel and resources mm-hmm. and and then getting through the objectives than anything as far as just shooting if you if you came into this thing you're going to fly around and shoot everything you, you're not going to enjoy this game at all no no. Yeah, if, if anyone wants a more recent comparison, like this really reminds me a lot of uh, an old school version of like Pixel Junk Shooter, if anyone mm. played that on PS3. Like it's it's kind of like that, but if you're having trouble like making a, a mind picture of what the hell we're, we're going to be talking about, it's, it's kind of like that game. I can see that comparison. I, I think this is still... A, a little different. Uh, oh yeah, yes. I mean, I mean, just in in terms of of just how the game is is sort of played. So this game is broken up into nine levels, and each level is its own self-contained mission. It, it, this is a, a definite <laughs> uh, retro style game in that you don't get any continues. There are no passwords, and there are no saves. It's expected you're going to to get through this game in one sitting now lengthwise that's that's completely doable once you've played this enough to get through the levels and 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 kind of know your layout and know what the game's about you can probably finish this game in in an hour and a half and that's on a on a run where you take your time the 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 hardest part of this game is actually figuring out in some of these levels what exactly is your objective Mm -hmm. now early on the first levels the you know as a good example to to really explain this the first level you see where you start your ship, and when you start every level, it gives you a, a map of the whole level, and it gives you some objective points where it'll say, like, you you start here, and the first level, for example, you have to go get a specified ship piece that you need to go to other levels in Area B, and you have to, you know, pick up some uh, scientists in Area C. Now, picking up scientists is as easy as parking next to them, and they run onto your ship. Uh, the downside is if you are one of those guys who's just flying around shooting everything, you're going to shoot your scientists and immediately lose. There is yeah. no, <laughs> there is mm-hmm. no, um, like if you're supposed to rescue, rescue five scientists, it's not rescue up to five scientists if you can. It's if you don't rescue all five scientists, you have lost the mission. And mm-hmm. the game's even a little more cruel than that because if you do it, it doesn't immediately say you failed the mission. You, it, it says you failed the mission, but then it says go back to the starting point. So you either have to kill yourself or go all the way back to where the, the starting point was so that you can lose your life and restart again, uh, <laughs> which is it's super mean. But uh, the, the first level is as a great example uh, of some very basic things you, you need to do. Get the ship part, save the scientists. You can actually avoid shooting almost everything. You can, uh, mm-hmm. you can dodge all enemies on the first level if you choose to. Uh, shooting them just makes it so that it's easier to fly around. Because you're going to determine real quick, and this level kind of shows it to you, but the second and third level does it a lot better. Uh, your fuel uh, as a resource to propel your ship is very, very limited. Uh, you, mm-hmm. you only have a small bar at the top of the screen that says how much fuel you have, and, and the fuel is used to propel yourself forward because this is, interestingly, a game where gravity is always around. You're always being pulled down you know, towards the, the bottom end of the screen, and you have to continue to propel yourself up over and over again while you're trying to fly around and, and shoot everything you have to keep making sure you have the right propulsion to not crash yourself into the ground hitting the walls hitting the ground without actually finding a flat landing surface will all hurt your shields 
and your shields is another resource you have that in some levels, specifically the first level, there is no shield refill. So if you lose all your shields, your ship explodes, you go to your next ship. I think you start with five ships. It's a, it's a fair number you start with, but it's hard to get extras. Uh, the only way you get other lives in this game, there is no score. You have to find extra lives, and, and I think when I played through this, I may have only found three or four of those extra lives, and mm-hmm. again... Once you lose all your lives, that's it. There's no continues, there's no save spots, you start back at level one. And again, at first that doesn't seem like it's such a big deal, because the first level, especially once you realize how to control your ship, which I think is 90% of this game, uh, you can blow through this first level in a minute and a half. I mean, you just go to the two drop, two points to pick up the item, pick up the, the scientist, and then you go back. That's the other key. You have to go back to the starting mm-hmm. point on these this, this mission. Uh, and it does tell you that, hey, you have to make sure you go back to the start point to land again. And that's great. But it's, you know, especially if you're worried about fuel as a resource, you're like, all right, I made it, I made it to the, the scientist, I made it to this other weapon, and you'll be going back to the checkpoint, run out of fuel, and then there's no, it doesn't let you glide. If you run out of fuel, your ship immediately just <laughs> sinks to the ground heavier than ever before and explodes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the first stage is, is pretty merciful, and it's a pretty small map. Uh, it's pretty easy to get to and from where you want to go, but there's, and, and we'll talk about it as the stages get larger, there's not a lot of room for error. There's not a lot of room for for uh, just going off and exploring. Uh, you kind of have to be focused on the, the task at hand uh, because a lot of times I've found that uh, later on, they give you just enough gas to get done what you need to do and, and refuel. Um so yeah, it, it's not a game where you are just going to float about, you know, take your time. There, there's a sense of urgency with, with everything you do in this game, which which certainly adds to the difficulty when you and you factor in that you need to get somewhere pretty quick, uh, but also with a, a good deal of precision. Because, yeah, this is it, and it makes sense, but I always hate it in a game where touching the touching the walls or whatnot uh, chips away at your your life or your your shield in this case, uh, but yeah, it just you have to get the controls down. That's that's the main thing in this game. Uh, enemies aside, uh, because a lot of things you're going to need to do, you know, pretty quickly and and pretty accurately. Yeah, and like when I first started playing, the very first thing I saw was that fuel meter start to go down. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, you know, it kind of goes down quicker than what you'd think for one of these games. And I was like, man, I bet that's going to be a problem at some point. And sure <laughs> enough, it quickly it turns into a problem. Yes. Um, but yeah, just, just maneuvering your ship around and then managing the fuel is basically the, the biggest, like the thing that you're going to have to do the most in this game. Well, and the fuel doesn't fool around because it's not just that you have like a fueling station. You have to pick up like a fuel icon by landing right on it next to it and you'll, you know, fill it up. But then it goes away for the rest of the level. You can also accidentally shoot it, which I've done, uh, which is infuriating. Uh, And and in some missions, if you've done that, you've basically lost. Like the later Mm -hmm. missions, it is spaced out precisely so that you can barely get to that location with uh, with your fuel and... uh, and get to continue on your way. So if you've shot one by accident, you've basically thrown it in the trash. Now, thankfully, the game is a little lenient in that. So, for example, on the first level, if you've picked up the scientists and then you manage to run out of fuel and die, it you start over, you have the scientists in your inventory. You're good to go. You don't have to go back there. Uh, and that's great. Uh, same with any, um, any ship parts you pick up or, or really anything you grab uh, outside of weapon strength. You will have it when you start again. You just start back at your at your you know, the launch point you start the level at. But any tr- anything you've already done is completed. So, for example, in that first level, like we said, if you've gotten the ship part, you've picked up the scientist, you're on your way back, you're on a fuel and you explode, you start your next life right on the, the landing platform and it says, hey, great, you finished the level, but you've lost your life to do that. And later on, you're going to want all those lives. You're going to want mm-hmm. every one of those because the later levels are not as clear cut as to what you're supposed to do and yeah. the, the third level is the first one that has that happen but before we talk about the third level uh, obviously there's a level in between that the second level is the first time you fight a boss and I like that it starts early in the game because you know you figure out that first level you finally kind of get the controls down you feel pretty good you go to the next level and now you've got to learn how to fight effectively uh, while worrying about gravity and the thankfully the second level introduces the rails now, rails are, uh, un- uh, unlike every other game, where I hate mine, car- mine carts and rails, in this game, rails are amazing. Uh, 
you you get to the end of a rail, you can attach your ship to it, and then basically you don't use any fuel. You just go along this railing. I mean, it's it's a set path, but you can then sit on there and spin around and fire at everything and do whatever you need to do without mm-hmm. using any fuel. And and especially in the later levels, if you find a rail, it's like, oh, thank God, I'm gonna hang onto this rail till I know exactly what I'm supposed to do, because otherwise I'm wasting fuel because I'm constantly pushing a little bit of fuel into the engine so I don't fall to my death. Uh, the rails are great. Uh, the boss in the second level is a giant uh, head with with like three faces on it, one in the middle and two on each side, and you basically just have to fly around and shoot the sides of the of the heads till both heads explode. But again, it's learning how to do that while also worrying about falling, while also trying to deal with the rails if you choose to, which I would highly recommend. But also, it charges you, does a lot of damage, and you've got to make sure your shields don't go down too fast. Because when it starts hitting you, your shields just get eaten quickly and you're done. Mm-hmm. So that this is the first time I got to this this boss. I'm not going to pretend I got through it easily. I lost every one of my lives, but I got through it. And I was like, well, that was uh, no big deal because I didn't realize I couldn't continue. And so <laughs> as soon as I got to the third level, I died once. I was like, well, that that's it. Okay, uh, I guess I'll start that again. So you've got to learn on that second level how to really deal with fighting well while maintaining fuel and while avoiding getting hit. I, I think it's a great boss for those purposes, and it also looks mm-hmm. good. Was I the only person that thought that this boss looked really out of place for this game? <laughs> like oh, this it was, a, <laughs> yes. I mean, this is a very sci-fi kind of setting and everything, and then suddenly there's like this heavy metal cover you know, like just floating around the, a giant head with spikes on it. Um, it's it just kind of like, what the shit is this? But yeah, the, it's uh, it's kind of it. It was probably one of my favorite things in the whole game of actually just learning how to control your ship and then use being able to to fight things well. That was satisfying to me. Mm. Like getting around is fun and everything, but when you pull off like some some really kind of difficult maneuvers with your ship. Uh, while still being able to hit the boss and things like that or other enemies, that was that was probably my favorite thing. And that was kind of what I, I spent the majority of that, that second level doing, was just mastering that whole, mm-hmm. getting around my ship. Well, the yeah, second- I mean, it's a, it's a nice little boss to learn off of. And, and it reminded me of Devil's Crush, which, which always gets points. Um, Literally yeah, about to say, does it, it, does it not look like it's our Devil's Crush? Uh, straight out of it, which, which isn't a bad thing. Um, but... Yeah, uh, and I was I was pretty impressed. I was very enthused when I saw this boss pop up on here because a lot of the other enemies, kind of kind of the regular ones, are, are for most part are, are not bad, but pretty nondescript. So seeing uh, a nice big sprite up there like that uh, was was very impressed, especially on the Genesis because uh, I'm have often had harsh criticisms of of things on the Sega Genesis, but this game so far is is looking pretty good. Well, the controls are hard to get used to, but it's a yes. smooth-moving game. Like, it's not a game mm-hmm. where you feel like it's... Uh, you know, there are some Genesis games which feel a little chunky when you're moving around. The the screen doesn't move as smooth as you like. This is... this is It's super smooth. Even the boss, mm-hmm. it, it you know, it, it's got a very clear path. You can tell where it's coming. It doesn't, like, just slam into mm-hmm. you out of nowhere. I mean, it's, it, it's a good... Uh, a really good Genesis game for for this yeah. sort of game. Uh, it feels good. Yeah. It, yeah. It, there's not there's there's nothing cheap about it. When you when you lose on here, it's 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 you. It's it's not a it's not bad control. It's yeah. It's not clunky design. It's you just have to. I mean, you just have to learn and get better at it. That's that's pretty much it. There's there aren't many cheap shots taken in this game. Well, there's definitely some cheapness, and and we'll get to that when it, as far as what mm-hmm. your points are mm-hmm. in your mission. What is the point of the every level you're at? Mm-hmm. Early on, mm-hmm. it's very clear. The first two levels, it's, yeah. it says specifically. Second level, it's you know destroy the doomsday device, which is the big head, and then get the ship part and the spies, which are off on the corner that uh, a gate now opens after you destroy the boss head, and you, you mm-hmm. go back to the start point. Very easy. Uh, the second level is the first level that has a lot of hidden areas, not hidden, but uh, optional areas you can go through. Gates you can destroy with your guns and get in there, and, and that's where you'll get an extra life. You'll get fuel refills. You'll get shield refills. Uh, you do get there are three different types of guns. You start with a red gun. Uh, which uh, all guns have kind of a homing shot or, or some kind of powered-up shot that comes when you first fire it, and then as you keep firing, it's just regular, some sort of regular shot. So the red shot is pretty standard. Uh, the homing, the, the powered-up shot is a homing shot uh, that does a good amount of damage, but it's still, mm-hmm. it, you still have to wait a bunch to fire it. Uh, there's a green gun that does a lot of homing. Uh, I like that gun a lot. And then there's a blue gun that I believe just 
fires in all directions or something. Uh, I only got the blue gun a couple times because I once I had the green gun, I was like, forget that, I'm keeping this thing because uh, it homes and it, and it kind of looks like cool lightning. So I kept that. Uh, there's three levels to each gun. You can find gun power-up levels. When you do die, the gun power-up you have goes down by one. So if you have a red gun level three or four, uh, then it goes down to red level three or two or, or whatever until it gets back down to one if you keep dying. But again, lives are pretty limited. There is no continues to start. So if you lose a bunch of lives anyway, you probably it's probably not going to matter. Uh, and you're probably going to have to get a restart <laughs> at some point. Uh, the, the second level, like we said, has the first boss. The third level is the first time where it gives you some fairly explicit instructions, but they aren't good enough. Um, the, the level mm. three is uh, there's a, a giant laser in the middle of the level. And you have to find and place a series of mirrors that you hang from your ship or put onto a vehicle that's there conveniently. Uh, and then you have to, to kind of angle the lasers that the big laser is shooting to destroy parts of the level to get to the objectives. It's a cool concept. I really like this level. But it also is not very clear on explicitly what you're supposed to do. And if you accidentally drop one of the mirrors then it immediately you fail the mission, <laughs> and you have to go back to the checkpoint. <sighs> and, and again, you don't have to start from scratch, but you have to go back to the last piece thing you've done and go get that mirror again. And uh, It's a little difficult to kind of see what you're supposed to do. It, it took several mm -hmm. trial and error shots for me to figure this one out without wasting all my lives. This was actually the point where I was like, I don't think I like this game anymore. <laughs> like, like the first first two stages, I actually had a lot of fun with it. You know, I thought it was going to be like maybe these uh, smaller stages where you just kind of have to kill a, a boss or, or kind of figure out where you need to go and, or, and a door opens up. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the third stage and suddenly it's wanting you to carry things around. It's wanting you to be very deliberate with, with you know, setting these things up. And it's not always easy. I mean, so it's just... I, I, I kind of lost my patience a little bit there trying to set that stuff up. But thankfully, I, I got over that. And if you push forward in the game, so it's a lot of fun. But, yeah, that was the point where I was like, this is maybe trying to do a little bit too much. Yeah, and I, I think that's probably going to be a common reaction because that's when my, uh, my enthusiasm coming off that boss fight. Uh, you know, I was, I was pretty I was, I was high up on this game. And then this, her, this third level occurred. And, yeah, I started to sour on it a little bit. Kind of started to reevaluate things a little bit, um, but I pressed through. Like Jeremy said, just just keep pressing through. Um, third level did not enjoy it all, but but I got it done, and and am glad I did because it's it's still you know these these little difficulties aside, still at this point a pretty enjoyable game. Well, and thankfully, the game has a lot of different objectives. You know, once you figure. Yeah. Yeah. what you need to do it's not just doing that over and over again in each new stage it, it does have variety a lot of variety in what you're going to be doing mm -hmm. well and that's what i liked about the third stage i i kind of was i mean yes the first time i got to it I, I didn't know exactly what to do when i died a bunch and i got frustrated with how hard it was to really angle some of these mirror shots but then mm -hmm. once i learned it i was kind of like you know i really like that this isn't just go find a laser and shoot it a bunch like i have to actually you know think a little bit and plan this out yeah and again the fuel being obnoxious mm -hmm. uh it, was another factor here because when you're carrying around the mirrors it seems like you were using your fuel a lot faster so you had to be very deliberate with where you put those mirrors and, you, mm -hmm. and sometimes that meant you know dancing around in one spot trying to make sure that 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 laser hit exactly where you needed to but either way i thought that was really cool um but i'm glad every level didn't have quite that level of frustration with with the objectives um, however the first three levels as we said they give you a map at the very beginning it tells you exactly where you need to go and what your objectives are uh, for the most part Level four starts where, you know, there's some sort of interference with the directions from the ship. So all of a sudden now it, it gives you a map, but then it kind of gives you the objectives. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't say here's point one, point two, point three, point four. It, it'll it'll show you on the map kind of a gray area and, and maybe gives you a little like photo of, of a grainy image of something and says you need to go here and do this thing. But it's not quite as clear as the first three levels. The, the fourth level is the next boss, uh, which is kind of a like a big kite monster. I don't know what else to call it. Uh, it's got a head and a tail, and it flies around in circles, and, and you just basically avoid shots and, and shoot it. It's not a very impressive mm -hmm. boss, but it's, it's another level where you have to really be careful with your fuel, and it's got a lot of little areas to pilot through uh, to get to both, both the boss and the scientist you have to save, and then again, the ship part you're supposed to re re receive, you have to actually blow up uh, what looks like a kind of a facility to get to, to where it is. So you have to also be very careful with 
your shield while you're trying to blow this base up, uh, you know, and, and keep your fuel too. I, I like the fourth level more than the second for the purpose of being a cool boss level with some objectives. But it was way easier than the third. After I got through the third level, I think that was the first block. And I, and I kind of knocked out through the next three levels or so without too many issues. Yeah, it's kind of the same way with that one. It was mm-hmm. it was pretty fun. Uh, there were at this point, like there are definitely some areas in these stages where you it, it doesn't give you the rails to navigate, and if you start to get impatient with it, then I definitely started like noticing that I was hitting walls more than I should be, because I was like, oh man, I, you know, I'm kind of running out of fuel. I need to get over here as fast as possible, and there are definitely some little some little spots where it's just like kind of makes it hard to do so uh, and you're just constantly running out of time with that fuel anyway but that that kind of started to hit me in, in the fourth stage well the fifth stage is another kind of objective level there's a nuclear reactor that's uh overloading you basically have to go and blow it up before it explodes i don't know how that helps uh, to shoot a nuclear <laughs> reactor before it explodes but that was the mission uh and then after you destroy the nuclear reactor you can take part of the nuclear reactor core and you have to actually carry that across the map to drop on this alien that you can no longer no other which I think drop on the center that you can't hurt any other way to get to the ship part mm-hmm. and the objectives. Uh, again, I thought it was a neat level. It has a lot of flying. It has a lot of parts where you've got to be very careful not to waste your fuel and uh, and not be too impatient and slam into walls. But but generally, I didn't think I had too many problems with that mission. Mission six is the last of the of the missions that it gives you any clue on what you're supposed to do, uh, and it's actually probably uh, up until the end one of the harder boss fights I found uh, that. It, that's in the game. Did you guys finish level six? No. I got through level six. Only <laughs> I didn't want to though. Uh, but Jeremy P put out. He he said I want you to at least get to seven. I said well I'm going to push through again. No, at this point in time in six I was I was satisfied with where I had gotten and was was more than happy to be to kind of be finished with it and maybe just look up the rest kind of video wise. But no, I, I pushed through six. Um, not to say it was easy in the least. No. Six six has some enemies that are placed uh, in pretty difficult ways, plus th- for you to uh, shoot before they hit you, plus the mm-hmm. boss himself that you have to fight is is like a giant Ed 209 looking thing, uh, but it it yeah. has a shoot a, a beam that shoots diagonally across the screen that is massive, and it will hit mm-hmm. you before you have a chance to see it. Uh, most likely the first time you run into that boss, it will just shoot you and kill you immediately. Uh also, while that's happening, there's these other guys that fly around that hit you while you're trying to avoid this beam. Uh, and then even if you can get down to where the beam won't hit you because you're low enough in the ground, then he just basically jumps across the screen and hits you and, and again, mm-hmm. does a lot of damage. Uh, I basically, even on my, my most recent attempt to get through this, uh, I probably still lost two or three lives on him specifically. Uh, but, but other than him, that mission is really about learning. Go to the objectives, make sure you can find the pieces you need, and don't waste any fuel. Uh, mm. and, and it was definitely hard. I mean, the first the first few times I played this, uh, not really, I couldn't continue. You know, I, I did die in level two until I realized how to fight those boss better. And I died in level three a couple times until I figured out exactly what I'm supposed to do in that. But, but from this, you know, f- by this time, I can play this game now and get through level six on my original, you know, set of lives. Probably still have three or four left when I get to level seven. Seven is the first level, and thankfully there's only nine. But level seven is the first level where there is zero instruction. It doesn't tell you what to do, where to go. Uh, you know, you can assume you're supposed to find scientists and whatever, but that's not going to happen uh, because mm-hmm. there's actually not scientists to really find. And this is the first level that introduces the underwater sections. Now, it, it's kind of neat how it works, but at the same time, 
holy shit, it's obnoxious. So when you're flying yeah. normally in the air, you have to make sure you keep putting propulsion to, to keep yourself up because gravity pulls you down. Well, underwater, it's the exact opposite. The ship is constantly trying to float on its own. So you have to spend a shit ton of fuel to stay underwater until you get in level 7. Um, it's like a pressure piece that lets your ship just drop like a stone underwater. But then you have to use your fuel to make sure it doesn't hit rocks when it falls so low. So it's still... <laughs> It still makes sure that underwater you're eating a ton of fuel, <sighs> and there's a t the the again without a map at the start of the level to see what to do necessarily, no real objectives. The seventh level is the first time I had to actually look up what to do because I thought I had finished this level. You get the 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 ship sinking piece, you get some other things you need to get through the level, uh, and then. I, I kind of cleared out this this fight I was supposed to do. I, I drained all the water out of the level at a certain point, which I thought was the point of all these water levels was to drain the water, but that's not true. And then I couldn't figure out where to end it. I got all the way back. I, I managed on one, my last life, to fly back to the starting area because I figured you're supposed to land like you do in every other level. No, that's mm -hmm. not how you finish level 7. And they don't tell you at all what to do. Did you finish level 7, Billy? No, I, I tapped out on 7. Um <sighs> Because, yeah, I mean, I literally felt like I was just kind of aimlessly floating about because that's what you're doing. Um, I really didn't have any complaints about uh, the objectives, really knowing what I needed to do up till this point. I thought, yeah, it got a little vague and, and, and maybe it's just I wasn't paying enough attention uh, for some of the other levels. But I was always able to kind of piece it together and get it done. Um no, I, I felt just completely lost, and and it's unfortunate because it was a game that was difficult. But I was I was really you know I was enjoying up to this point, but this really uh, this this took a chunk out of my enjoyment of this game. Um, I hate having to just kind of frustratingly stop playing something, but but I gave it you know several go throughs. I, I was uh, playing through this level until I, I exhausted all my lives several times over and and never really felt like i knew exactly what was going on and if i did achieve something i it wasn't something i could easily reproduce so now i, I, I did the frustration set in here um and i just wasn't able to recover and and keep playing and, and get past this stage well and see that's kind of what hit me the stage before because i yeah. was just like i you know i was having a lot of fun with it and then that mm -hmm. that boss and everything i, was, I really tried I, I tried like four or five times to get past mm -hmm. that stage and it just it had my number and because i really wanted to see what you know the the whole water thing was I, i'm jeremy was like you know get to get to level seven yes because you know that's where the water is and i was like well is that where the fun truly ends with this <laughs> game because anytime you put water in a game uh it, that's usually for me where i'm going mm -hmm. to just automatically check out because i hate water levels um but yeah I, you know just obviously looking at a youtube video is not the same as playing it but it definitely did not look like it added to the fun of the game <laughs> well i think if there was any saving like even if it was like every three stages you could save so mm -hmm. i could have a password to start at level seven because not knowing what the objectives are guarantees even if you were amazing at the first six stages you're going to die a bunch in level seven just trying to figure out what the hell you're supposed to do how to control your ship underwater you know you gotta you gotta make sure you you go the right way to get that pressure um module for your ship or else there's no chance you're going to get through the path that's the obvious way to get th towards the end of the game or end of the level i mean it's just it does not define what you're supposed to do. And then the end of that level, which is what I was saying earlier, you, you figure out how to drain the water out of that level. And I was like, awesome. Now I can fly like normal. I can go back to the starting point. No, you have to fly along this little pathway that opens on the bottom, like the, the southeast corner of the map or southwest mm -hmm. corner of the map. And you just fly off the screen. But nothing is ever in the previous six levels said not to, to end where you start. So why mm -hmm. would this be the same? And there's it, it'd be one thing if they even said like, this is the start of you delving deeper into the asteroid. Make sure you, you know, find the next pathway. At least I would have maybe thought maybe that's the right way to go. But instead, it, it just seemed like, okay, I, I've, I found all the items. I figured out what I'm supposed to do with them because I drained all the water out. What do I do now? And that's the first thing I looked up. And I guarantee you if, if we would be playing this in 1997 uh, without save states, uh, just two du you know, three dudes playing this on their Genesis, we, we would have stopped <laughs> here. We would not have gotten farther than level 7 because not no. having any continues, not having any way to save... And having to basically play a half an hour to get to a point to figure out what you're supposed to do over and over and over again would have, I would have lost my mind.
Yeah, that's I was going to say, like, you know, even at my best runs to level six, it was taking me about about 25 minutes to, to 30 minutes just to get to that point and then die. Um, but yeah, and if if after that, it's not giving you anything, any information, which before, you know, you had that map screen and stuff, it would kind of tell you. And if, if you're not getting any sort of help in that in that regard after that, that just that kind of seems crazy to just change it up like that. Level 8 continues to be hard. I mean, I, I did get through level 8, but again, I had to look up how to end the level. It, aside from the fact that it is the most, uh, up to that point, you know, level where you have to control your fuel the best and make sure you don't mm-hmm. go into any fake paths and don't waste any time. And even if you're, uh, if you're going underwater, uh, it seemed easier to accidentally hit the wall a bunch, and that would stop all your direction. And you basically have to blow a bunch of fuel to even start moving again. So it's like you can't hit any walls. you got to make sure you know what you're doing. I got to the end of the level, and I could not figure out how to actually exit the level or what I was supposed to do. I thought I knew what I was supposed to do. And and I got to you know where I kept doing what I was supposed to do. Again, without any direction of what exactly to do, how would you ever know? Basically, you have this... you you. You earn a, it's called the mirror laser, and it sits in front of your ship, and it shoots just a big beam forward. doesn't seem to do much mm. for the whole level until you get to the very end. And then there is what looks like a platform you're supposed to hit with something. So I assumed you have to hit it with this mirror laser. And again, I, I got there on my last life this time through. I had barely any shields left, and I shot the thing thinking, all right, I've finished the level, and nothing happens. And I'm like, oh, god damn it. Where am I supposed <laughs> to use this laser? I've explored the rest of this map on my previous attempts. This is the only thing left. So I, you know, I sat there and looked at it, and I was like, wait a minute, these other pieces look like uh, around this, this platform thing I thought I was supposed to shoot. Th- there are these other pieces that I, look like they might be beam, like laser beams themselves. So I shot the, the mirror laser into the, those beams, and it starts shooting a big triangle. So I'm like, awesome, this is going to destroy that thing. And I flew up, and I flew right into the laser and died. I'm like, well, that was not <laughs> what I was supposed to do. So I, I eventually was like, I have to look this up, because if I, if I get all the way to this again, which just getting there... You know, it, without doing like a move three feet and save state, uh, it, it was it was hard to start at the beginning of the level and get to that point, which I kept doing. I looked it up. You have to basically do what I started doing. You shoot the laser at this thing a bunch of times until eventually the mirror laser goes away. And then you have to destroy the pieces of the the other triangle laser. And then the wall blows open and you can exit the level. Nothing in any way tells you what you're supposed to do. You're already trying to worry about running out of fuel, running out of shields. And the fact that you have no extra lives or continues. I, I mean, I can't imagine many people finish this without, I, I don't know, do they even have a call line? I, I mean, unless it had a, a guide somewhere or was covered in some magazine. I don't know if you'd ever have figured this end piece out of level eight. Because it was, I, I mean, I looked it up and was just like, that is that is asinine. Nothing. It would be one thing if it told you, like, make sure to blow up the super laser at the end. Or, you know, that, at least I'd know to keep trying something but instead it was mm-hmm. with no direction what are you supposed to do uh, uh and that see like that's crazy i mean i obviously i didn't make it this far but that seems really ridiculous to me i i don't understand like especially when you have a a time limit which is your fuel bar and only a finite amount of things in the level that can increase that you can't just have objectives where you're just i don't know you know, if you want to have an explore an explorable kind of objective like that, where you have to experiment and figure that out, then take the fuel aspect away. Yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, you can't you can't encourage exploration in a game where you've you've put such a strict limit on on how far you can go. Uh, I did not make it this far either. Um, but yeah, I, I I just don't understand the the bigger levels later on in the game and the kind of uh how open-ended it ends up being as far as trying to figure out what you're supposed to do. It kind of goes against the, uh, the whole fuel principle uh, early on in the game. Sure. Uh, when it was kind of cut and dry, this is what you need to do. Uh, this is where you need to go. Uh, this is your objective and it's not that big a level. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it gave you, me you, anxiety. Like yes. you just get, yeah, yeah. It should have the, just started playing the the Sonic underwater drowning music as soon as you Sonic, <laughs> Oh God, it's the Sonic drowning music or or Super Mario Brothers when you get to your last hundred on the countdown there. Yeah, where where things speed up. It, but yeah, it just it's I I worried and I was encountering this in seven. I started worrying too much about the fuel gauge to really focus on what I was doing or really enjoy 
what I was doing, which, which is a, a real shame because I must say six levels in, this game was very solid, and I, and I was having a good time, and it, it's a good-looking game and a good-sounding game, too. Uh, some of the music in this game is, is top-notch on the Genesis. Um, but, yeah, just the, the some of those aspects of it, the fuel thing that previously wasn't the biggest deal in the world, all of a sudden just... It didn't match the the level layout and just kind of how mysterious your objectives were later on. Well, level nine is the last level. It's huge. <laughs> it has a ton of things to do. But the first Ugh. thing you can get if you go, you know, from the start of the level, you head left and you get what's called like a nuclear nuclear piece or nuclear chart or, or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't tell you what it does. What it does is it makes your fuel always full. So you can oh. now fly around like a crazy person as much as you want. However, um, it doesn't matter too much because level 9, even though now fuel is not a resource, is where they just throw everything at you that's going to destroy your shields. There's a bunch of tiny mm -hmm. passageways uh, on the underwater section. In the in the tradition of games that have one one enemy that when you see it, you're like, oh, god damn it. You know, from the Medusa heads in, in Castlevania uh, mm -hmm. to, to like the uh, similar things in Mega Man, like guys were like, I don't want to fight that thing. This has there are these shells. They're just clam shells that are stuck on the side of the wall, but they shoot out at you. They start shooting little little energy balls at you, but they also just charge into you and do a lot of damage and stop all your forward momentum underwater. Mm. Uh, and the whole ninth level is filled with these goddamn shells. And so you have to basically you know, blast your way through the water while firing nonstop, which is also dangerous because you're probably going to blow up the power-ups you might want to get, even though thankfully you don't need to worry about fuel anymore. Um, but at the same time, it's a lot of narrow passageways. There are keys that open gates in this level. It is it is huge, and it's long. I did manage to get about two-thirds of the way through it before I finally threw in the towel and said, you know what, if this is the last level, I don't feel too bad where I am. Let me see how this ends. And and basically go through another series of gates that I never made it to, which are not too hard to, to figure out, but it's just a matter of getting through them without dying. And then you go on these long passageways, till you get to the last boss of the game who is essentially like a giant snail thing uh, I don't know where it comes from it doesn't explain anything it even says like you're in I think it's called like Sizzix Chamber and, and you fight it's a giant snail and in, in again standard video game format it has several forms um, again watching a playthrough of it and, and obviously this is someone who's mastered this game they, they were just kind of flying around and dancing around and shooting them at certain parts and it was still a long fight for that person uh, I would never have finished this game. I would never have, if I made it to the last boss mm. ever, uh, again, knowing that I, I would have had only a handful of attempts, uh, th there's no chance I would have ever beaten this. I mean, it, it's a cool game, I think. It has a lot of neat ideas. I like that every level's a little bit different. I don't even hate the later levels where it doesn't tell you. Again, if I would have had some ability to come back to those levels easy, uh, a continue or, or you know best pay, like a password that starts you at level seven i mean whatever mm -hmm. would be something that gets you a little bit of of ability to explore those areas without having to play through the first six i may have but but knowing that i didn't have that ability man uh just the last level alone is a gauntlet an excruciating gauntlet that ends with this long ass boss fight that you know there isn't a, a what looks like a, an easy method to be good at it like it's not like oh yeah i can follow this pattern and do whatever it's literally just dodge a bunch of stuff and shoot them when you occasionally can and and whittle away at them it looks painful it's kind of a shame because man this really did seem like it just it, it had a lot going for it mm -hmm. up to those first first six levels like i was having a lot of fun with it it was kind of frustrating here and there the fuel things kind of you know kind of pissed me off every once in a while but it wasn't a big enough drag to you know, I, I totally wanted to keep playing it, but it seems like it hits that uh, a difficulty wall right there, starting with level seven, and uh, and the end of level six for me. That it just kind of it, it makes it makes me kind of think the game's a lot worse than what I originally thought it was. Well, I don't think it's a bad game at all. I, I really no, like I don't this think game. it's bad. I think I this think is one like... of those that that uh, while I admit I don't know if I'd ever finish it, I would try a lot. I would still be like it would be one of those games I would have kept. And brought it every once in a while, because especially when you've when you've mastered the levels. Like now that I can go through the first six on one or two lives, maybe three if I really screw up that boss fight at the end of level six, I, I feel pretty good about about playing mm -hmm. this game. 
But again, that was with the ability, though, to have safe states and to come back to some of these levels without going through yeah. the first two or three. I, I don't I, I can't say for a fact I would have been that into this and not just so pissed off that I would have turned it off after the first couple of days of playing this. But but now with a little more patience and, and I the fact that I do like this sort of, you know, I like puzzle solving in games. I like shooters. Mm-hmm. I don't even mind the gravity thing. It's kind of an interesting, uh, an interesting mechanic that at first I didn't think I'd like, but I ended up really liking it. I mean, this is a neat, different game. And and I, there aren't yeah, too is. many games we we cover that I'm like, yeah, that's really different than anything else I've played. This really is, I mean, there's other things that are close to, to different aspects of this game, but as a whole, it's pretty unique, and, and it's definitely something worth trying. Yeah, it's it's worth a shot, um, and this isn't going to be for a lot of people. Fortunately, if it's not for you, you're going to find out pretty quickly, I think. Uh, if you don't want to deal with the whole gravity aspect or the uh, kind of fuel management part, um, but yeah, I was you know up to six levels in, having a having a good time with it, getting a little frustrated here and there, but uh, still playing on through, and was looking forward to you know finishing it up, but it just hit a wall for me that I was not willing uh, to, to work through, um, which is a shame uh, because like I said, this is one of the better Genesis games we've reviewed. Uh, and it's, it's certainly a, a hidden gem uh, considering I had, had not heard anything about this one. Uh, but yeah, just the fuel management uh, just, they didn't give you enough fuel for, for that level seven. And, even just having a nice little kind of detailed map in the corner of the screen would have would have went a long way with me. Um, yes, just have a map. Just, just pull up just, a map. <laughs> just a little map. Just put it right there in the corner. It doesn't have to be that big. It's already uh, in the game. You show it before the level. <laughs> just yeah, put to, it on the to, screen. To flash that map at you, yeah. And, and considering nowadays, I guess you could take a picture of it if you wanted to on your phone right quick. But, but back then... Yeah, if I, you have to commit that thing to memory, I guess, or or maybe, maybe Jeremy P. Did you did you get your notebook out? Did you draw out every map? I did not. The maps aren't so big that I had to draw them out. Uh, mm-hmm. Level nine was close, where I was at least going to start trying to figure out. But but it, being able to kind of start over, over and over again with a save made mm-hmm. it easier uh, to kind of be like, okay, I go this direction and get this thing. I go to this direction and get this thing. Now I've got this figured out. Uh, but it's definitely. You know, if you when I played this the first time, I didn't sit through the intro. I was like, "Who needs that?" And I just hit start. And then I got into the game, I'm like, uh-huh. "What the hell am I supposed to be doing? What What is the point of this game <laughs> at all?" Uh, and I was like, "Well, I guess I'll just figure this out." And uh, and then I, you know, I started again the next. One. I was like, "Oh, I should watch all of these. I wish I could speed mm. up and just show me the, the the points in here." But uh, but mm. still, I was uh, once you realize, okay, there's these are all individual, fairly simple missions with with two or three objectives. I really enjoyed the way this was set out. Again, I, I wish there were some save points in it. I wish there was a, at least a password for every three levels at the bare minimum. If I could start at level seven every time, I would I would have loved that. Um, but again, you know, we, we've already complained about that. I, I think, hands down, this is the best Genesis game, I think, that we've covered. So I would uh, probably agree. I will say that it probably is. It's certainly better in general chaos. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is... Uh, I, I'm... I'm even though I didn't finish this one, even though I probably would not go back and try to attempt the uh, that level, the time I did put into this before, you know, before I hit that wall, was uh, yeah, it's one of the better experiences I've had with the Genesis game on on this on this podcast so far. I'm probably glad that I never actually rented it as a kid because mm. I don't think I would have enjoyed it at all back then, especially with the, when you start getting into the later levels and just have no clue what you need to be doing. I could not stand that as a kid. Um, and I would have probably just overall not enjoyed it, but playing it as an adult, I, I, I had a really good time with it. I, from what I played those six levels, uh, it's, it's really fun. It makes a lot of good, good design decisions for a game that for, for a developer that I've never really heard mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. ever. Uh, I think they've got one other game that I know it's like a helicopter game. Um, but yeah, this is it's it feels good. You know, it's got a lot of uh, just the movement and mastering that. Like I said, was the most fun for me. And if it just wasn't so dependent on that fuel aspect of the game, uh, I think I may have I, I probably would have had a little bit more patience to push through. Because with what you guys are saying after level six, and it you seems like you really start to have to rely on on your fuel management. I yeah, 
I, I think I would have just kind of tossed it at that point. So that's our thoughts on Subterranea, a definitely different Genesis shooter that I think we all agree you should try, and maybe you'd like it, maybe you won't, but it's definitely worth trying. Uh, next episode, we're going to stick with the Genesis and cover the original Road Rash, a uh, game, motorcycle combat game that I think I've played one time. So I'm, I'm looking forward to really digging into that because uh, it's a game a lot of people loved, and I never really understood why. Boy, if you like Genesis noises, get mm. ready. Oh, <laughs> yeah. have that head cracked open. <laughs> Road Rash, all I know is that my cousin and I, Road Rash 2 in particular, I'm sure we'll touch on that one. Uh, we would spend just many a night playing this late, late into the evening. Uh, this is a game, the second one I love, uh, or loved. I have not played it uh, since I was in my uh, early teens, I guess. So it's, it's going to be something I'm either going to look back on fondly or, or look back on in horror. We'll, we'll see. Well, there have been a fair amount of sort of retro announcements in the last uh, last week or so. The one I'm the most excited about, and I know that everybody that listens to this podcast uh, is as excited as I am. Sega has announced they're going to re-release Shenmue 1 and 2 uh, in HD for both the uh, Xbox One, PS4, and uh, probably everything else on Earth. I have waited for this announcement since they were <laughs> saying they were going to do Shenmue 3. I am going to do nothing but annoy my entire family asking if they want to play Lucky Hit. I love these games. <laughs> I cannot tell you how excited I am they're coming out. Maybe what? I can finally beat the original Shenmue. Like, I never... I my first experience with Shinmu was there was this uh, there's like a import gaming shop over by here called Game World or something and this asshole like I was all into import Dreamcast games at the time and Shinmu had come out it was like this big deal I was a kid and the guy was like listen this game you can totally play without English and I was like oh shit really you know fuck yes so spent like 80 90 bucks on that fucking thing brought it mm. home impossible to play <laughs> unless you have the english version it is absolutely impossible so of course i paid that much money for it and i stumbled around i think through three-fourths of that game not knowing what anyone was saying mm. or what i was doing uh, you know i got to the arcade and was totally fine with that for a while but um it's just one of those games that i i would like to sit down with now and not have to use like some shady game pack uh, walkthroughs to get through and mm -hmm. actually know what I'm doing, <laughs> because man, it was that was one of the rougher game experiences I've ever had. And hopefully, I don't get kicked off the show for this, but I am looking forward to playing these because I have never played anything in this series before. Uh, I am not familiar with these games at all. Um, really, the the announcement of the third one didn't didn't do much for me because I have no basis for it. Uh, but, you know, it seems to be a very much beloved series, and, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to playing through them for the first time, and I will uh, be starting with one as soon as it comes out. My, my only concern is, you know, since those games have, have come out, uh, the Yakuza series basically do the same kind of thing that Shenmue did, but make it more interesting, more funny, mm. uh, and add some, some better combat. So I'm not 100% sure that everyone on Earth is going to be as excited as I am. Uh, to play mm -hmm. through Shenmue 1 oh, man, specifically. I, I bet this hasn't aged well at all. No. <laughs> no I, I tried to play Especially through the original. That first game. Well, I tried to play through the original on Dreamcast when they announced the third would be you know put out again. And I made it about two hours in before I thought, I'm going to come back to this because I'm enjoying it, but I'll come back. And I've never come back. Because uh, it's definitely slow. But also, I mean, my, my Dreamcast is not normally hooked up uh, and it's not on my good TV. So what if I have this on PS4 where I can play it? in the middle of my living room that I'm going to definitely play through it again. But mm -hmm. the same uh, announcement uh, where they announced this Sega has pointed out, they're going to put out a new mini Genesis to tie hey, with the mini NES and the, and the NES classic. However, uh, it's been determined that it's still going to be at games releasing it, which is the people who made the previous uh, mini Genesis oh, that shit. are not good. So I don't know how excited I really am about that. I mean, it does look like a tiny Genesis, but I'm not Didn't real sure it's going to be good. they already put out a tiny Genesis? Uh, it doesn't look exactly like the Genesis. This looks exactly like the original Genesis. Okay. Um, but also, I don't, I don't even know if it matters. I, I, I'm still probably going to look at it, and if there's games on it that I want, I will probably pick it up. But... Uh, the only at games product I've enjoyed is their Intellivision because they were actually made with 
Um, mm. The the original uh, the owner of the Intellivision patent and and made sure that it was his specifications. There are still some problems with it, but generally it's a good version of what you're going to get if you want to play Intellivision. Uh, mm-hmm. But all their other things I've tried have been I, I mean fun for a few minutes, and then you're like, yeah, okay, these have some problems. The Genesis one specifically has like some freeware garbage on it, along with Sonic and the other games you'd want on there, and some of the games don't run properly and. So hopefully this one's a little better, but knowing that they're not doing it themselves makes me a little concerned. Well, I'm yeah. kind of hoping that they, they'll at least work with Sega a little bit. Because, I mean, Sega made the announcement. I mean, this was a big announcement for them. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping maybe they have a little bit more quality control over those previous ones. Uh, because, yeah, the, that other one was just garbage. Like, the, yeah. you could... You know, it wasn't bad for just kind of sitting down and, and throwing up a Genesis game or something, but most of them didn't run right, and mm-hmm. it was also filled with all that other shit that should have never even been on there. Yeah, I, I, I thought since Sega made the announcement, they were 100%, you know, kind of involved with, with putting this out. So that's a little worrisome to hear. Um, I, this will definitely be something that I'm going to I'm gonna wait and see, wait until it's out and see what the, uh, kind of see what the reviews are for it at that time. Well, on, on different news completely, but still kind of gaming news, I guess. Uh, I did finally see The Last Jedi last night, but this is not about that. This is also movie news. The Rampage movie has come out, which I didn't Ooh. realize at the time was based uh, who, on the game. <laughs> I, I, who brought this to the boardroom at, at this at this picture company? I, shit, I did not know that... Of all games, a fucking Rampage... Uh, yeah, I, I'm very enthused about it. I, I saw the trailer, had not heard a single thing about it before that. I, it took me back to the days of childhood where you didn't know a movie was coming until the till you were sitting in the theater and the trailer popped up. And shit. And I looked it up online, and it's, it seems to be... Of course, in the game, it was, it was scientists or ordinary people that were turned into these creatures. So they're, they're doing a different spin on it. But but just today, just to learn that the uh, you know George, Ralph, and Lizzie they're all they're all called by their video game names was was a big thrill to me. So I, I'm gonna go see the thing. Uh, but I just it just I'm flabbergasted that someone along the way just popped up one day at the board meeting and said, "How about that game Rampage?" <laughs> yeah, this actually I, I remember hearing the news about it. Like they were like months and months ago, they were just like, oh, you know, the, the Rampage screenplay is going out. And I was like, oh, OK, well, that's never actually going to come to a theater. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, you know, those all of those old video game things that kind of get pitched around. And they've got a mm-hmm. screenplay for that never comes out. It's kind of like Asteroids. Mm-hmm. Like that was I remember a few years ago that was supposed to be like about like space farmers, you know, farming asteroids and all this other shit that was just ridiculous for an Asteroids game. But I mean, what can you really do with with making an Asteroids movie? Uh, but still, yeah, I didn't expect Rampage to, to ever make it out. And hearing the news that, yes, you can actually go see it, I, I'm kind of curious. I'm sure it's terrible. But uh, I think you're actually – you said you're going to go see it right after this podcast. I, I'm right? going right after this. And I'm, I'm sure it's terrible, but I think it's going to be the, the right, appropriate kind of terrible. I, it's uh, You don't have to do much in this thing. You just need to take these giant fucking animals and have them bust shit up. You know, for at least forty-five of those ninety minutes, and and I think everybody's going to go home with with what they wanted. Um, but yeah, it's something, and I'm excited for what other shit games might get might actually come through, uh, as long as they don't make that Sims film that they keep threatening. <laughs> it's another one that I'm just like I don't I don't think it's going to ever happen. I was so mad that the Bioshock movie never happened. Ugh. Like that one was just, that one broke my heart because man, yeah. I really want that one could have made a really good movie. It but, could have, yeah. But or, you get Rampage, of all things. You know, a, a game no one has said a word about in probably 20 years since it was out on the Nintendo 64 with Rampage World Tour. Suddenly you've got a movie of Rampage. It just makes no sense. I, I just don't know. Well, Bill, you're going to have to let us know how, how it goes. Looking at it, it looks like it's basically just a you know, Godzilla giant monster movie, but happens to be based in on the, the characters from Rampage. And that's totally fine by me. Because uh, you know, if they try to make it too much like the video game, you get what House of the Dead, one of the worst video game movies Ooh. ever, just yes. miserable. So it, although if there is a scene where that where the gorilla punches a hole in the wall and there's a woman in the shower, that will make my day. If that happens, I'm, I'm in. I'm pulling for it. I'm pull. I'm actually expecting it. We'll see. We'll. See. I... 
We will await like, your update on our next show, know. Billy. What can they possibly do to really? I mean, yes, that's you could throw that in there. You know that that would be your one video game reference. I, but yeah, what else can you really put in a into a rampage movie to reference the old video game? What if they it's What just, if they start punching a subway car back and forth? Oh God! <laughs> that's you know what we should write the next that. rampage movie. Rampage two, written by Retrovania. It's going to be huge. <laughs> Uh, but we'll talk about more about our upcoming screenplay on our next episode. Also, Billy's yes. review of the movie. And we will be talking about Road Rash for the Genesis. And we will see you mm-hmm. next time.